0: the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Because that's the bottom line. The star-go-sipser. Everybody dies. Because I'm better than With Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gallen. Well,
1: well, 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 well. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the only wrestling talk show here on the worldwide sports radio network welcome to another episode of off the mat i am your host josh silverberg as always joining you every tuesday night from 8 to 10 p.m eastern standard time right here on wwsrn if you had to call us the number is 203-903-8271 as well you can check us out of course i want to introduce my co-host first mr alex Lowe's. how you doing man
2: Nothing much, Josh. I've been doing well. It's it's been pretty rainy here most of the day, but uh, I honestly thought I wasn't going to make it because because uh, of the old thunder and lightning and the bad weather we have been having. But I made it, and I'm um, I'm glad to be 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 on the show, and I'm excited for all the different topics that we have. Stick around with us the whole way through, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Absolutely, and of course he's back after missing last week. But of course, and of course, we missed him. That is Mr. Lyle Gillen. What's happening, man?
3: Nothing much. Nothing much. You know, I'm in a good mood. I'm very happy. I Mainly for Jungle Boy. You know, he had a great match, and then he goes and he gets the girl. So, I, I'm now curious. Alex, when are you going to post that kind of picture? Between you and this mysterious girlfriend of yours, huh?
1: No, no, no. She's real. That's for sure. When are you going
3: to post a picture of you doing what Jungle Boy did when he grabbed a handful? That's true. Oh, come on, Alex. It's your turn. You have to admit,
1: yeah, yeah, true. Listen, like I said, and of course, if you want to comment, if you don't want to call you can comment on our Facebook page, Ben. Larry's already uh, posted. He said, uh, we missed Lyle with a question mark. I guess that's a uh, questioning whether we missed him or not. Uh, well, I mean, some people did. I can tell you right <laughs> now, Snug definitely did. Snug loves Lyle. So Snug 100% did. You can check us out. Here's what you do. You download our app. Type in WWSRN if you have an iPhone. You go to the Apple Store. If you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store. You type in World Wide Sports. Check us out. We are all over the place. You can check out our show schedules, our free articles that we have. By the way, the app is free. All of our content, if you missed an episode or maybe there was a clip that you liked on the rewatch, rewatch or re listen to again, you absolutely can do that. And it's very simple. If you're driving, you can listen to the audio feed of the show as well. Well, you can check out, of course, the video feed. Of course, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, worldwidesportsradio.com as well. Of course, message us on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear it. Um, Alex, really quick look the website.
2: Yes, we have a website, off the mat, www.srn.com. It is a Google website. The link is available in our Twitter bio and in our Facebook page bio. You click on the link, it'll take you to the website. You can check out all the shows and pay-per-views that are happening during the months on that website. Also, uh, you can see our show archive and all the past and recent shows. Uh, You can check out the uh, uh, past interviews we have done on the website as well. And, And we got a whole archive of stuff. So I would highly recommend checking out all the different stuff that we have here on Off The Mat and on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
1: Now, really quick, I know we have a guest; he's coming on, but I know Alex. You mentioned the weather. I can tell you, Lyle is sitting in a room that's ninety-three degrees right now. I would hope he actually did turn on the fan. I would hope he would. I do. It's Good. right there. I mean, right I can tell you, I, I I help, I help run a camp during the summer, and I'm outside all day, and it was so brutal today. It was. I was outside from literally probably eight thirty, probably till around three thirty. Wow. <laughs> that's so weird. Um, it's brutal. Not cool. I love so. I, I like. I guess I like spring a little bit more than summer because it's more like seventies. It's a little cooler. It's not humid like winter. I hate. I can't stand the snow because I have to shovel it. Summer too hot. You know, blazing outside. Alex, you. I mean, Alex, you know it. I mean, you live in Florida. It's hotter than a sauna where you are. Um, so, but to me, I guess fall and spring kind of fall in that category. Right? But it's. Lyle's uh, trooper for sure. And also, really quick, we're going to be a full cast next week. The following week, um, I will not be here. Um, I will be uh, traveling uh, Wednesday, early, early, early Wednesday morning. So I will not be here. Um, I won't be on Sports Live Mounts. I'm not going to be on the Weekend Crunch that week. Um, But I know Lyle and Alex definitely have this. And of course, our own Speedy guy. And of course, you can't forget to mention Speedy PD, by the way. That's. For sure. Can't always forget to mention that. But, Lyle, uh, I would like you to do the honors of introducing our guest right now to join us tonight.
3: My pleasure. Our guest for today is Anthony Pierce. He works for PWI and he talks AW Postgame Show. And, uh, welcome,
4: Anthony. How are you doing today? Uh, for being the sexiest man in Rhode Island, I'm doing fantastic. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? Okay.
1: <laughs> First off, I give you a lot of credit. You're doing this well. I guess is it a little cooler now that the sun is kind of going down where you are compared to today?
4: Yeah, we had some, we had some thunder boomers about maybe half an hour ago, so it's dropped about 15 degrees here in Rhode Island. Yeah, it's nice and cool. As you can see, I'm in my I'm in my backyard of my palatial estate in Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> uh, before we begin, though, before we, I owe my old friend Lyle an apology. Last week. Uh, I I googled Stanley Cup Finals. First thing that popped up was the New York Islanders, so I automatically thought they had won and had advanced to the finals. I sent him a heartfelt. I'm a hey, I'm a Bruins fan, but I got nothing but mad love for my friends who, who who dedicate themselves to their teams the way Lyle does the Islanders. I congratulated him. I may have in fact
1: jinxed the whole. No, well, it's funny you say that because Alex is actually a, a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. So, I mean, uh, if you wanted, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, okay. you know. I'm, I'm
4: going to mute Alex, so he's done. He's, he's dead for <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, great, great to be here tonight. Great to be here tonight,
1: really. Uh, well, listen, we're glad you're here. We're glad that uh, Lyle was able to get in touch with you and reach out to you. And, well, of course, we love when all of our guests can make the time. We know how busy you are, for sure, and all of our guests are and everything like that. First off... How are you doing, family-wise? With COVID, you know, with COVID going on and the way the world is today, it's insanity. I mean, it's getting better at this point, but how were you doing during this pandemic and the craziness? I hate to say it, but
4: my my work sent me home to work from home. As soon as this began, my commute is down to about three feet now. I'm <laughs> still working from home. I work with the el- I work with elderly affairs, medical billing for the elderly. So I'm busy. There were never any layoffs where I was. Um, That's great. Things are great. Jesus Christ.
1: My, I mean, I was just going to say, that sounds wonderful. No layoffs.
4: You're working from home. It sounds awesome. Over the course of the pandemic, both my sons graduated from college. I know a guy, I know I look about 28, 29 years old to you, but yes, I have two college, well, no longer college age sons. They graduated. My wife and I celebrated anniversaries 25 and 26. Jesus, COVID was the best damn thing that ever happened to me. (laughs)
1: Well, on that note, I gotta ask you this question. I know um, Lyle I think it was Lyle mentioned the Jungle Boy thing Aww. with Anna Jay, and you went off the bat and he said, I hate Jungle Boy for that reason.
4: What is the hate of Jungle Boy? Well, look, first of all, the guy is deliriously good looking. My wife was a Luke Perry fan. Every time Jungle Boy shows up on TV, oh that's Luke Perry's boy. He's so cute, he's so handsome. So that hurts me first and foremost. And then, turns out, he's involved with Anna J. I don't know if you can see the shirt, but that's almost as bad as being involved with Thunder Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, come on. Some guys
1: some guys have all the luck. I mean, seriously. Go for it. I'll, I'll let you start first, man.
3: So I'm going to hit you off with a big question right off the bat. Go for it. The biggest argument in wrestling today. Roman Reigns or Kenny Omega? Who's better in your opinion? In
4: my opinion, it's Roman Reigns. I think right now, now, if you were to ask me two years ago, when they were shoving uh, the little the, the babyface Roman Reigns suffering Succotash down our throats, I would say Omega all the way. But I, I think I think Reigns is on a completely different level right now. And I hate to say it, I have been underwhelmed by Kenny Omega's title ring. I loved the build to the title ring. Once he got it, though, man, there's... I'm not not feeling the belt collector thing.
3: That's just me. I think the biggest weakness in the company has always been that there isn't anybody that is truly on Kenny Omega's level. And I think this title ring is showing just how many people aren't on his level in this company. That's fair. Besides the match with Ray Phoenix, and then you had the match with Jungle Boy last week,
4: there really hasn't been those stunning matches from Kenny Omega. I've got to blame the company a little bit. I have yet to see Omega in a match where the challenger was built up well to the point where you think he had a chance. I love Ray Phoenix. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. I love Pac. Uh, Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, I don't know, Moxley. But at no point have these guys been presented as at that level. And I love Ray Phoenix, but if he had won the title, uh, I, I wasn't feeling. I see it's so so far. You kind of know what you're getting
2: in a Kenny Omega match. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: you go for it, Alex.
2: So my question is is about Brock Lesnar and the possibility of him returning to WWE for SummerSlam. Uh, have you heard anything about Brock Lesnar potentially facing Drew McIntyre or somebody else they might pair him with? For the SummerSlam pay-per-view, maybe John Cena. Who knows?
4: Well, what i all I'm hearing, and this is just this is just totally. Yes, I do spend an, I I do spend an inordinate amount of time on wrestling websites for a 49 year old guy. I am hearing more that it's going to be John Cena against Roman Reigns and Lesnar. You know, if he's going to be on the raw end of things, he would take on Lashley. But uh, I'm not sure they want to go Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. So I'm afraid it's going to be. Drew McIntyre, who I think they've dropped the they've dropped the ball so badly since he, since he won the title. Yeah. Since he won the title, I feel so bad for the guy. First of all, you know, you know McIntyre wins the belt in an empty arena. Not his fault. As far as I'm concerned, he should have held the title until losing to Lashley. They've got the right champion right now in Bobby Lashley, but. Have him losing to Orton, and winning it back. I, I wasn't feeling that at all. I think the money would have been in a strong program with Lashley. I don't think we got that. And that's and that's not Drew's fault, not Lashley's fault. It's the well, unfortunate booking of Monday Night Raw. Well,
1: Anthony, we're, we're we're actually we're gonna get to this um, at the at the eight thirty five mark. So when um, when we're done, Speaker 2, we're gonna get to this a little more, I'm I'm, go- I'm glad Alex brought this up because you brought up the, the rumored matches. They're going to go John Cena, Roman Reigns. It seems to be they want to have the legend going up against a guy who's hot as can be right now. He's one of the best heels in the business. Uh, the Lashley Brock rumor is what I am hearing as well. Um, that is something that I'm definitely hearing out that I know Bobby's wanted this match for a very long time. And I know Brock is ready to go back to a live crowd. The other rumor that I'm hearing, if they could pull off this three-headed monster, would be great. If they did Edge versus Seth Rollins, they could do that kind of match with those two. And you could get that into a a full stadium in Vegas with those three matches. That's a banger Saturday night for SummerSlam, I would think. I mean, then again, it's going to be booking it, so we have to be cautious. What are your thoughts on if that match also happens?
4: I think Seth Rollins versus Edge could be a match-of-the-year candidate. And WWE would be very wise to book that. To, they need to they need to pull out all the stops in the show. Because I don't know if you've heard or if you've talked about this before. That night, August, for SummerSlam in Vegas, is the same night as a Manny Pacquiao fight mm-hmm. at the T-Mobile Arena. You're going to have a tough time getting that Vegas tourist crowd. Because I'll tell you, Manny Pacquiao is money. Uh, they're counting on they're counting on a lot of traveling taking place in Vegas because Vegas has never been a strong wrestling town. It just hasn't been. Um, AEW did very well, but they presented it as a destination. They presented mm-hmm. it as a With double or nothing
1: every year. Yeah, exactly.
4: Um, I think they've got to pull all stops and God Almighty, give me Edge versus Seth Rollins for thirty minutes. I'll take that every day of the week, twice yeah. on Sundays.
1: I mean, really quick before Lyle goes, does it? No, I just had to just a, a report. Does it not feel like they're making this bigger than Mania because they're going to allow I believe a full crowd?
4: They have to. They absolutely have no choice but to make this bigger than Mania because Mania they were at limited capacity. This is full capacity and now you've got the elephant in the room. where You've got to try to fill a stadium. Hey, if they sell 30,000 tickets, good for them. But 30,000 tickets in an, in a 70, 80,000 seat stadium is going to look real bad on TV. They may have to paper this big time because if you go on the, the secondary market, plenty of seats, plenty of seats.
1: So they, uh, goes, I just have comments from the fans. Snug, Snug is here, Lyle's biggest fan goes, OMG, it's Lyle, <laughs> exclamation point. And then he writes, Snug writes, Manny Pacquiao can fight a scarecrow and still sell two million pay-per-views. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I
4: don't know. But again, you—I'm just out of cure. How old are you guys? Just—I'm thirty. Thirty. How about Lyle? You're in your uh, early 30s? twenty-nine. Twelve. I hate you, friggin' people. <laughs> how about you, Alex?
2: Twenty-three.
4: Twenty-three. So you guys have no point. I'm almost fifty. You guys have no point of reference to how big boxing used to be. Um, Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. It, Truth be told, back in the day when you, back in my day, the 80s, before any of you guys were even born, you had Tyson, Marvin Hang, the Sugar Ray Letter, Tommy Hurts, um, Larry Holmes. Those guys if the, if pay-per-view was prevalent in those days, they'd have been setting records back then. Manny Pacquiao is one of the few guys that can still do that today, and he can sell a ton of tickets, and he's going to in Vegas. Guaranteed that play is going to be sell out with very little papering. Definitely he's got the work cut out for him. Go for it, Lyle. So, I want to know, in your opinion, when do you think
3: they finally finish off this Hangman hey Omega storyline with Hangman hey getting the belt? Because it appears to me that they're doing a Okada Omega Light style storyline where it could be a few times that Hangman hey loses
4: before he finally wins it. All right. I like the question because I love Hangman Page and I did love the Omega Okada storyline. Here's the problem. When you had Omega Okada, there was an inevitability that Omega was going to win the big one eventually. Hangman loses to Jericho in that first ever title match. Yes. He loses He loses in the first round of the title limited tournament that uh, Omega ends up winning. I hate to say it, and I, I love. And by the way, I'm an AEW fan. I spend two hours. I, I spend. I spend my weekends writing about the AEW show, and then doing a post game show for PWInsider.com. I have seen how badly they've handled Hangman Page. I don't think tomorrow you could just put Hangman Page in a title match and have it immediately. He's in the Dark Order. God bless the Dark Order. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. But because of that situation, they're a comedy act. They're, it's not, not the game anymore. They're a low-card comedy act, and he's playing the low-card drinking leader. No offense to him. Hey, he's, he's great. I love it. Him, Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, and Christopher Daniels are the four guys I think would have been better off if they'd stay with Ring of Honor when the whole mass exodus at the end of 2018 took place. Just because ever since... Ever since... They've sort of had to hangman get beat. He's been a. they got to rebuild him from the ground up. This isn't Omega back in 2017, whatever it was. The
3: mm-hmm.
4: guy, see, at my age, you forget the years just kind of go together. You know what I'm talking about. I say Omega chasing after Okada. You yeah. knew it was coming. The yeah. guy who there was an inevitability. God, he had that epic one at the Tokyo Dome. He had that two out of three fall. Uh, the G1. And then finally, Dominion. Was it Dominion 2018? Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. Dominion. Yeah. Then you had the epic no time limit. What a freaking match! But there was a build to that. Hangman Page lost his match, and got sent right back down to the bottom. He's he's gonna be there. Gary, I listen. It's a never. He is going to be. He's money. Mm-hmm. Thank you. He's money. Right now, though, I don't think he is. They've got to rebuild him from the ground up. Unlike what Omega had to do in New Japan, where you knew he was the guy. Just mm. this close. Right now. Hangman's not even sniffing
3: it. The only thing is, you know, when they have shown him in front of a live crowd, he's still getting that same reaction he was before pandemic. They go nuts. Oh, yeah, they go nuts for him. Oh, my God.
4: They go nuts for him. Cowboy shiznit. (laughs) (laughs) I watch my language. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, if you say whatever you want, it doesn't even matter. (laughs) Go
2: for it, Alex. So my question is about the Matt Hardy gimmick, the big, the big big money Matt gimmick. I have mixed feelings about it. Oh, I don't. But I feel like it needs it, I feel like he was better off with the broken gimmick and bringing that over from Impact cuz with the money with the big money Matt gimmick and having a private party with him, I feel like Matt Hardy would have been better off by himself. I feel like if they gave him a singles run he would have had a better chance to go up for the AEW world heavyweight title.
4: Let's not go that far. I, I I think we've Matt Hardy is who he is. He was never the world champion caliber guy that we all thought. He may have been. You know, he he's he's the passionate one of he and his guys. Yeah, brother. he is. But my God, making him big money Matt, just, in my opinion, not only killed him, but kills everyone. Everybody he is associated with. I was in Boston for the second ever Dynamite taping. That was the night, you will recall, the Young Bucks took on Private Party yes. in the tag Absolutely. team title tournament.
1: And as we named Absolutely. one the Private Party. What
4: a freaking match. That I was, was
1: a really good
2: match.
4: I was blown away. Has Private Party even sniffed
1: Nope. No, that they, level? Not. No, they no. haven't. That made they haven't even come close.
4: Every time they're out with him, they just get lower and lower in the totem pole because they're booked now not to be a young, hot team on the rise. They're booked to be goofballs. They are at dark dark uh, order level, and uh, that's not. And I love the dark order. I loved them, uh, but that's not a good place to be. And Matt Hardy's, no, it's not. Matt Hardy's in the exact same boat that every single yes. freaking manager is in AEW, exception of Tully Blanchard because he's booked to be in a good spot. But between Matt Hardy, Jake Roberts, Vicky Guerrero, don't get me started on her, and now Mark Sterling, do any of these guys strike you as somebody that you can invest time, effort, money in?
1: Hell no.
2: No. We're
1: talking to, right now, we're talking to pro wrestling insider Anthony, writer Anthony Pierce. Alex, were you, did you have something else you wanted to add?
2: Yeah, I was going to add more to it. I think the issue is, with with private party, they're dead in the water. And Absolutely. Ever since they put put the team with Matt Hardy, I feel like they were better off on their own, lonesome, going up against all these tag teams like they were supposed to. Same goes for Butcher Blade.
1: I was just thinking the same thing. They came on hot as a firecracker. Yep. Those. Two. I even told Lyle when they started, I liked them. I said I like the way this gimmick is. I really, yep. I, I thought their entrance was cool and everything like that. And they just. Fate flared out. They really my, did.
4: My only argument with the Butcher and the Blades debut was great. They came out from under the yeah. ring, but they made it seem like we're supposed to know who these guys are. And I admit.
1: Yeah, I know. That was what, yeah. I, yeah. I, that's what I said yeah. about Excalibur. Excalibur knows who these people are. And I'm like, I have no idea who he's talking well, about. <laughs> but their, what, <laughs> their, what, what, their my, presentation was great.
3: But my I mean, problem with it was that they kind of teased that it was going to be Marty Skrull coming from under the yeah. ring. Yeah. And everybody, when they thought that, they got excited. And then when they realized it wasn't, they got all, well, okay, now who the hell are these guys? Right. So it was a combination
4: of those two that were together that was just, it just killed that whole debut. But can we agree that the Blade completely outkicked his coverage in the wife's department?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm <swear> to say. <laughs> um... I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I mean, we'll, I know these guys have questions. Of course, I want to get your thoughts later on about. Um,
4: I'm no, in no hurry, guys. You can't
1: no, I that. Because I definitely want to get your thoughts on the pinnacle and oh. um, with the inner circle. But I do want to ask you this question first. Now, Lyle said you, you watch everything. I said, that's awesome. I love that. That's even better. Yep. What are your thoughts? Now, New Japan, and we've talked nonstop about this. The last month and a half, I would say, the three of us have the situation they're in, right? So they try to get creative with their champions, you know, giving it to Evil. Then Osprey gets it. He gets hurt. She she had it. He was hurt, but he lost it anyway. And now they're giving it to um, to Shino Takaji now. Do you like the role they're going or – because I remember lot of said that they need to go back to their bread and butter, which was give it back to Okada, bring this thing back up again, Agreed. because they keep giving it to these champions that have never won it before, and it's in a situation right now during COVID where, and again, they were shut down again, that it's yep. like, it's just the right decision for them. Because it kind of feels like they're in a down point right now, which has are, not happened in a very long yeah. time.
4: They are, they're in a down point, but you, you still can't argue with what goes on between the belts. When that bell rings, man, you get some great new Japan action. Oh, yeah, I, you do. I, I totally agree with you. In a situation like Osprey getting hurt, and I will argue that Kota Ibushi should not have taken had that belt taken off of him so damn quickly. He had i said the same thing. He had a crowning moment at the Tokyo Dun. That was a beautiful two nights. The match he had with Jay White on night two, probably top 10, 15 fifteen all-time matches I've ever seen. You know, I don't say it's top five. And easily top 15
1: all time. And the Jay White gimmick after which was incredible because we thought he was legit people thought he was legitimately leading. I didn't think it, it was, was I thought he was. It was great. I figured. Out it. It. Yeah. And uh, White is just so good. But
4: you're right. When you know if when you want to go with Osprey, okay, I'm not going to yell at Osprey for getting hurt. He got hurt. In a situation like that, when you're in flux, you go with the proven commodity in Okada. Because again, Shingo is the champion from a vacated title. He's great in the ring. Don't get me
1: wrong; he is great in the ring. Oh, he's so underappreciated. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. this business. Oh, yeah. ridiculous. He,
4: he is still the guy who didn't beat the guy. Yeah. Okada will always be the guy. He's a made man. Absolutely, by he's, far. You know, Okada is almost as good as almost as athletic as I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you could take him on a sixty-minute. You could take him on in a sixty-minute affair. You could go toe with Okada? Absolutely. I can, I can see it in your face.
4: On the video in the video game? Yeah, I, I, I can go ninety minutes with Okada in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm drinking a Captain's daughter from Grey Sale Smoker, so you really think I can go more than six minutes with the great Kazusuka Okada? <laughs> you know, I, I love I, I love I I think one of New Japan's problems is too many titles so much activity
1: within those titles you think cutting out that other you think cutting out the um the other title was the right yep, decision i do
4: because you still now bear in mind you you get rid of the intercontinental title all they've done is basically take the openweight title and elevate to that position you've got the world title Absolutely. the uh ju- the junior and tag teams you got the heavyweight tag team and I've never been particularly in love with the tag team division, New Japan.
1: I've told these two it's- that I've complained about it. Even when La and I did our last show, it's G.O.D. and then it's everybody else. And the Bruce thing versus- is, I'm not even a G.O.D. guy. Whoever, yeah, I mean, G.O.D. I, I I'm not even whoever gets
4: put together against them. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the Dangerous Techers as long as Mio Abe is out with them. I will give them that. Yes. Now mm-hmm. the next challengers are going to be uh, Sonata and Naito. I'm sure the match... Another was- thrown-together
1: tag team, though.
4: Uh, exactly. Halfway. They gotta either shore that up or make sh- or put Sho in the heavyweight division and have yes. the, cause, cause I was in Lowell, Massachusetts before the pandemic for a New Japan show. Gorillas are destined against Sho and Yo, great stuff. But we can't see it now because they're saddled in the junior division.
1: I'm not the biggest GOD fan, but I will give them this. Lyle and I went to a, we went to Manhattan Mayhem at Ring of Honor at Hammerstein. Yep their match with the briscoes. I'm biased. The briscoes was, are one of my favorite tag teams. Was they that everyone,
2: the la- was that the latter match?
1: That yeah. was the ladder, that yep. was, that was the Manhattan Street Fight that was with the ladder match. Yep. You know and what? to me and I said afterwards, I to the briscoes again, I'm so biased with them. These two know it, especially Lyle. he knows it 100%. I am. Um but and the thing is that they, when you go against a crowd that you know is going to be rooting all for Bullet Club and the performance that they put on is incredible. The two teams did, but it's like, Lyle and I, we were at the G1 Supercard show in 2019. Nice, nice. And we were yes. there, and the tag team match was a cluster. You know what? It was like a car wreck. It's four teams. Nobody's following the rules. Everybody's jumping on each other with PCO yep. and Brody yep. King and, and the Sonata and Evo and the Briscoes and Jody. Nobody followed anything. Things were going out of control. There was not even one. I don't think there was even one tag in that match. It was just guys. Then like,
3: Enzo and Cass oh, came out.
1: <laughs> it was nothing. I mean, and I said a lot, I said, "What? Is, I don't even know what's happening." I came and fought. And then Enzo and Cass come out, and them and the Briscoes are fighting, and it was like a cluster. It was a disaster.
4: No, I'm not gonna call it a disaster, but I'll tell you what: God versus the Briscoes at that ladder match. You know what I loved about that match? If you remember that one, they never tried. They didn't climb that ladder until it was time to win the damn match. Yes. They, had a, they had an outright brawl. And I'm like, Bob, they've been going like 20, 25 minutes. They haven't even climbed the ladder. Finally, the Briscoes just put that bad boy away, climbed the ladder. I was in Lowell the next night for the Ring of Honor show when the Gorillas of Destiny attacked them right after. Oh, the, you the- were there
1: when they. I- and, and, and the crazy thing is and I got to give G.O.D. this because on like a hard ho- – on a hardcore wrestling level, yep, that they're two completely different spectrums of the, of the of the pole with those two. I mean, what, like the Briscoes can use any weapons. I mean, you're talking about two brothers that fought each other in their backyard, and Jay legitimately beat the holy hell out of Mark the steel chair three times in the head. <laughs> I it didn't a... even matter. Whereas like God New Japan doesn't really do that style.
3: I know so. the young
1: I know the young bucks get all the accolades. Ready for this
4: opinion? I think in the last decade. I think the Briscoes were the tag team of the previous decade. I, honest to God, do.
1: That's what I'm talking about. He to be in your new best friend. And you know why I say that? Because who wins 10 times, 10 times tag team champions at their level and the fact that no other company would hire them. The fact that WWE would never even sniff them. Knowing that they have the talent... And by the way, thank God they would never sign with them because they would change their entire character. Oh, God. God thank man. God. Thank God. Like, I don't even want them in AEW. If nope. they want to go to New Japan every now and then, that's totally fine, too. Right. Go crazy. Have at it. Ring of Honor, it's perfect.
4: While it's- it seems like the New Japan exclusivity with Ring of Honor is over, they're not yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. They're <laughs> not adverse to having Ring of Honor talent on there. I mean, I watch New Japan strong. And my God, you get Chris Dickinson, Brody
2: King.
1: Um, you had Leo Rush on there, who's a friend of our show. Leo was, and it's such a shame what happened with him. Yeah, it is. And everything because he, he was gonna thrive in that junior division. Was he ever well, well. To, I moly! I, I reached out to him and he messaged me back. I felt so, I felt so bad that he had to retire early. And if whether it's personal and with injuries and everything like that, he wants to be home. He just had a newborn son again. I mean, it's he wants and to good, do other things. He would have good for him. And by so it, it, I, mean, I mean, he would have crushed it in New Japan. And we, we I, think Lyle Lyle asked him, I think Lyle was the one that asked him the question in our interview that we had. He goes, what, what else is uh, in the future, whatever it was, or whatever we asked you?" I think that was you. That was me that asked him. I said you were on New Japan. Um, so I was trying to give him credit. He doesn't want to take it. So there's that. Very modest of you, Lyle.
4: If I'm not mistaken, Leah Rush has his hands on a lot of other Ventures besides pro wrestling, that young man—casting, he does, camping, man smart, he
1: does he cameos. He does everything. He's, he's gonna be just fine. He's gonna be yeah. just fine. Oh yeah! It,
4: as fans, as fans, it sucks for us because he his,
1: because he keep, he became a friend of ours on the show mm-hmm. and he really gave great insight. Yep, and everything like that. And it well, we he would have thrived. But I'm gonna let I let Lio ask a question right now.
3: <laughs> oh, finally! Okay, so I want to know what do you think. WWE has to do differently to make a character again. I guess uh, build a character again would be the correct wording. Um, that could finally be on that level of the Cena, the Rock, and, the Hogan, and Hogan, and Stone Cold. Because looking at what Roman Reigns is doing right now and where he is, those guys are always the biggest at the face. And I don't think any single wrestling fan will ever like Roman Reigns as a face. It has to be a heel. And I don't think he can really reach that in this character. Remember though, Lyle,
4: hot of, the heart of the heel... Hot of the babyface. face. Run reigns is now yeah. he will be cheered when we oh, yeah. when we're back to Ryan's because he's so damn good as a heel. The thing that kills me oh, makes me angry. Back in 2014-2015, he was a complete ass kicker. And an ass kicker. The fans were completely behind him. And then God almighty, they just shoved him down.
1: Yeah, well, it's the John Cena effect.
4: If they had if they had made him, if they had kept him in, as a heel. Let him win the Royal... Remember, he wins the Royal Rumble. The previous year, everyone forgets this, he wins the Royal... The previous year, he was the next to last guy in there against Batista. And yep. who were they, they cheering for maniacally that night? Roman. Roman Reigns.
3: Could they what they did with Daniel Bryan? Yeah. They thought he, they, he wasn't in there, so they rooted for
4: Roman Reigns, so they didn't want Batista winning. And now that Roman is this amazing heel... I think when the when the trigger gets pulled on his eventual face turn, he can be that ass kicking babyface. Because suffering succotash. you know what night I felt the worst for Roman was that night that Cena emasculated him in that promo. Do you remember that night? I I remember that night? You got it. You got it. You, gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you oh. need
1: it on your hand and this and that. And
4: Cena talks. Cena cuts the promo on him. Roman starts talking. He stops, freezes, and Cena goes.
1: It's a promo yeah, kid. You got
2: like thirty seconds to finish up. Yeah, that you, type. He was like, it's "You're right on your hand. Guy. You got to
4: cut one."
1: Yeah. Yeah, I felt bad. So really. how
3: how do you think it, it goes with him coming a face? Do you think that Lesnar comes back and Heyman turns on him and Lesnar attacks him, and something like that. it just happens uh, naturally?
4: It'll happen. It'll it'll happen naturally. Absolutely naturally. The worst thing they could do for Roman Reigns is all of a sudden have Brock Lesnar come out, F5 him three or four times.
1: Nobody wants to see that again. No one no. wants to see
4: it. And they no will, way. I think the they will. The only go.
1: way people will want to see it again is if they really legitimately make this about a Paul Heyman thing and they really get him as much involved as possible in it. But there needs to be an explanation to it as well. I just think Raw, listen, Bobby Lashley has wanted this match mm-hmm. for so long. And I so don't know ha- why this is the perfect match for Vince to book. These are I don't know why he won't book it. This is a match he should be dreaming about. I'm so happy for Bobby Lashley's success. Really so happy re- for him. Really quick before Alex gets to his question. Snug Wait, Alex, Alex
4: is Alex is 23 years old. He's not entitled
1: to ask me. <laughs> I've,
4: been, I've been married longer than he's been alive, for Christ's <laughs>
1: sakes. God God. <up> <laughs> Snug writes, Manny Packer and I enjoy picking wildflowers in Lake Tahoe before a big fight. Then we go pep mountain lions. Snug then writes, I hate Matt Hardy. One time he cut in front of me in line at a Dairy Queen, got the last <laughs> Reese's Blizzard, and then acted like he didn't know he didn't know why I was mad. He got crazy heat till I dropped till I dropped the twist of fate on him in the parking lot. <coughs> he writes Todd Brandt. These are our fans, by the way, Anthony. let <laughs> go wow. so for
2: it. <laughs> so I gotta ask you about August Gray, Anthony Green, because I saw him being built up and evolved with uh, WWN and that promotion before it went out. And when he came over to NXT, it looked like they were going to set him up on a high pedestal and keep him going in these promos and in these segments. And then it just kind of like went silent. It fell off. And I want to get your thoughts on that. It drives me nuts because I was an Anthony Green guy. I loved watching
4: him in the ring. I thought he a hell of a promo. And I think the problem that you have is he's in that NXT bubble, which, hey, three years ago, being in the NXT bubble was a great thing. But then Vince had to get a little hands on. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Vince saw Anthony Green, August Gray. God damn, we can't make that guy a wrestler. We can't make that guy a headliner. Cut this guy. Cut, you know, sit him down. God damn it. NXT has suffered so much, and not through Triple H's fault. That has been vince sized as I will call it. You can see it. And I think Green is going to be a, a stud on the independents. Believe it or not, I think Impact or Ring of Honor would be a great place for him to end. And don't forget, I would love to see that guy in NWA Power.
2: Yeah, it's great to see him on all those shows and yep. I see, see him compete against uh, Anthony Neese, nice. okay, his yep. former name, Tony Nice, on Impact.
1: Well, I want to ask you this because I got a little bit of a reaction with you earlier about it. Pinnacle and... Okay. <laughs> that's how it starts. Where do I freaking begin? I okay. guess that's bad, huh?
4: Now you guys are all in your early twenties to early thirties, so I, as a point of reference, I want to take it back to a point in my life, mid eighties. They do the big. I'm sure you've seen it on YouTube. Dusty Rhodes getting his leg broken in the army. Over the course of two years, seven hundred days. Dusty Rhodes builds up to this feud with the Four Horsemen, and it's just a blood feud. They tra- he tra- he gets a world title run, goddamn Magnum TA joints. He gets injured horribly. The Road Warriors join. All this leads to War Games, yeah. two years in the making. Okay, Atlanta Omni, July fourth. The world stopped when that match took place pinnacle great okay wardlow mjf ftr sean spears great attack the inner circle what's the first thing they did blood and guts they went right to the they went right to the big match pinnacle wins that one terrific good job you're on your way you got your top group there what happens three weeks after Blood and guts? They do the stadium stampede, where they lose. And now, now, they're doing these mini feuds, like Proud and Powerful versus FDR, Jake Hager versus Wardlow, Sammy versus MJF, and at some point, Jericho and Spears, I'm sure, will wrestle. They did this completely backwards. Yeah. They the rushed th- it. They went too quick. The Horseman kicked Dusty Rhodes' ass. For two years, before Dusty finally got them the double ring cage, and then Dusty, the Horseman—I'm oh, sorry, Dusty Nikita, the Road Warriors, and Ellering—got their hands and put J.J. Dillon in the hospital, killed him. Cost—it was—it was attrition. You know, Jericho does the big bump. Next week, he's back, and not only is he back, but they're doing the goddamn. Uh, Bubbly truck. They had a great thing in the pinnacle, and they blew their wad so early with it. It's 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 going to be it's, now. You know what? Is, they started on top, and they're right. They're way in the back of the pack now. They're they're like everybody else. It's faction. They're the same level at the uh, as the the death triangle. That's just that's the way I see it. They went. Too fast. Build it, God. Build it for Christ's sake. Build it to pay-per-view. But for yeah. the love of God, don't have the pinnacle losing these matches so early in their run.
1: Sorry. Lyle, go for it, man.
4: Uh, he, he's
3: a nail on the head, by the way. He said it perfectly about the pinnacle. I think they should have done it reversed. Um, I'll go back to NXT. Yeah, do you think them going to two hours live exposed to a lot of the weaknesses
4: that they had? Absolutely. Worst, The worst thing they ever did to that company was have them go head-to-head with AEW. Because, again, when they were doing that, by the way, I think we can all agree that one-hour show they did every Wednesday on the network was fantastic, compelling television. Yes, The luxury of post-production, you had the luxury of doing promos and saying, okay, that didn't work, let's not do that one. Instead, we'll cut that, we'll do a pre-tape. By the way, any criticism I make of NXT has nothing, or AEW, has nothing to do with the talent. It's in the way they are being presented. And I think that, I think NXT has come down since going live. And I think the ratings are kind of reflecting that. Their ratings have not gone up since they got away from AEW uh, to move to Tuesdays. They're
1: dropping. Go for it, Alex.
2: So speaking of NXT, I got to ask you about the new faction, Diamond Mind. What are your thoughts on uh, Roderick Strong being the leader? Do you think that's going to work out for him? Or no, do you I, think it's going to fall no, off?
4: It's going to fall off quickly. I like Roderick Strong. I really, really do. But he is a follower, not a leader. Uh, mm-hmm. He works best. Yeah. I don't want to say as the sidekick, but he sta- but he <coughs> works best as the guy standing next to the lead guy. I've seen, I love love Roddy, but but nothing in the last, now we now have a 10-year body, I have a 10-year body of work of watching this guy, nothing screams to me that this is a guy that can lead a faction, he doesn't, no offense to him, Um, I don't think these guys fit well together either, I think it's a visual thing too, I don't think these guys visually look like a squad.
2: No, they don't look like a team. It was not the right move for NXT to have them as a team. Yeah. I think it's not gonna work out and eventually it's it's gonna make the brand a bit bland with the talent. There is a huge drop you know, what now they
4: broke up the undisputed era. Kyle O'Reilly is now, you know, emo O'Reilly, which is fine. I love the guy. But man, I, I right now they're AEW uh, NXT is in that place they were back in 2015 when they lost most, when they lost Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha. God bless Bailey was there to kind of clean up the mess and try to take the women's division by the horn and kind of be the leader of that whole group. But right now, they're in flux, and I think everyone's afraid right now of them losing their champions. Bronson, uh, Bronson, Reed, Karrion and Cross are getting called up. Oh, uh, likely, likely, I should say. Yeah, uh,
3: I always say mm-hmm. that NXT has the worst formula for a wrestling TV show, where they build someone up big, and then they just give them to another day of the week, and they have to rebuild somebody else up. Yep. It, it, I think the horrible formula, and I, they have to figure out a, a, a way to keep these guys on there. If it's yeah. having them do do both shows,
4: I, I don't know. But and when you had when you only had an hour to work with you could maximize those minutes you could keep a yeah. lot of that crap hidden now they don't have that luxury they're out there by themselves
1: anthony my last question for me um who is somebody that can be carrying cross who is somebody i mean we've mentioned names i think the problem is and and um you know we've had guys like like john draper on and stuff like that and it's almost like to the point of and john made a good point when we had him on last time where it's Okay, you're going to have Kyle O'Reilly go up or even Adam Cole. It's so hard to make it look realistic. Like I compared to the time when Nyla Rose faced Riho for the AEW Women's Championship and I said this is so like I mean like, <laughs> this, this can't you and I, don't, I know it's it's not real, but you can't even make this up.
4: Don't get, they're, me they're start. don't get what? Me started what they did to, what they did to Nyla Rose. But you're you're 100% you are 100 you are 100 percent right, Josh. I I now know why Lyle hangs around with you. Um <laughs> Right now, Carrion Cross just did a, just won the five way elimination.
1: Yeah, he beat the Mount Rushmore. They say of NXT. There's
4: nobody for. There's nobody. That, there's nobody right now that can take that reins, unless, as far as I'm concerned, Finn Balor is there. Is there Okada? You can go back to him as a as yeah. a safety net, but Balor. That's all he would be. God, NXT was always so good. Mm -hmm. Having having that next guy in the pipeline, right now he's not there. And I think that North American title is hurting them.
2: Or they can get Samoa Joe cleared ASAP. Easier said than done. Yeah.
4: And I'm not sure you know, Samoa Joe's had a nice run for the last two years as a commentator and now this.
1: I'm not sure he wants to come back full time. No, I don't think he said he does. He said that he Mm -hmm. does. Yeah, he said he's preparing to get back in the ring. Hopefully, he can. But
4: maybe he is closer because I would imagine he could have gone anywhere and oh, wrestled yeah. after ninety days. Exactly. Yeah.
3: So we're talking about guys who could challenge to carry and cross. What about Walter? What
4: well, if he came over like Pete Dunne did from NXT UK, That's honestly that's that's the best idea. I've, that's the best idea I've heard. Walter is the only credible guy that could do it. Yeah. Yep. He's a killer, just like carrying cross. He, and he'd be a credible champion, but yeah, but I, I love NXT UK. That he would be off that show. <laughs>
3: that show's kind of getting a little. I don't know. I feel like like <clears> maybe, <throat> that show needs to change a little bit.
4: Yeah, a fresh a fresh uh, coat of paint on Walter might be helpful. A change of scenery might be nice for him. But man, he is awesome, isn't he? Oh yeah. I would not last one chop with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> None of us Yeah, really.
2: I'm volunteering 23 year old Alex to take one of those chops.
1: Oh, we <laughs> last one from you, Alex.
2: So my last question is about Seth Rollins and the Money in the Bank ladder match. How do you think this will turn out for him compared to the last time he won the Money in the Bank?
4: You're never gonna beat that moment he had. He had all the momentum in the world. Uh, it was a it was a shocking surprise moment. But let's face it, his uh, to to. to, to Phrase the great Jim Cornette. Right now, Seth Rollins is flat on a plate full of piss. If he wins Money in the Bank, terrific. It wouldn't have the same effect as it no, did No, it before. would not. Absolutely not. And I'm really hoping they don't go that way. I would love to see these young guys, somebody who's never had that spotlight, let them go. Let them win the Money in the Bank. Hell, go up and say I'm cashing in at the Clash of Champions pay-per-view in September and give them a bill. Because to be honest with you, the, the sneak
2: attack cashing is getting old. Yeah, it's it's getting dry pretty quick.
1: Yeah, Anthony, thank you so much, man, for joining us tonight. Before you, we let you go, tell the fans how they can reach out to you on social media. And ah, thank
4: going. you very well. First, of all, cool. you can reach me on Twitter uh, at Hoboken underscore, underscore cobbler. Thank you. Better call Saul. Facebook Anthony Pyrus, and you can catch me every single week on a, on the elite section of PWInsider.com. dot com. Uh, myself and the great old Uncle Rat Bastard Corey Strode, 60 to 90 minute post-game show of AEW Dynamite. Uh, we are just a couple of crazy wrestling fans who just veer off, and he's actually older than me, so it's just two old guys <laughs> talking wrestling. But we have, a, we have a lot of fun. Definitely check it out. Mike Johnson, Dave Shear, the best reporters in the business, as far as I'm concerned. PWInsider.com. Go elite, for crying out loud. Spend some cash on me. You <laughs> sold me already. Yes. <laughs> Anthony Parr
1: is coming. Pro Wrestling Insider Riot. Thank you so much, Anthony, for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Don't be a stranger on this show, dude. Lyle, reach out whenever you want me. I will. I am going to reach out to you more now. You're a Briscoe Brothers, man. man. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know where I am. <laughs> I know where you are now. That's for damn sure. Love it, Anthony. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Be well. Have guys. a good well. one, man. The great... Pro Wrestling Insider writer, Anthony Virus, ladies and gentlemen. That was awesome. I mean, I know that we had him on no longer than we probably anticipated, but you know what? He gave so much good insight that I always find – we always have a set time of when we want guests to uh, mm-hmm. to leave and to stay. And I always find it that I want to make sure these guys get their questions in too because the thing is when those insiders have so much scoops and so many sources and information and their opinions need to be heard – I think you guys could agree that somebody like Anthony and we've had John Draper on and those guys like that, that they're still worth keeping on longer than what the time is because they're giving such great info. What were your thoughts on that interview? Alex, I'll start with you first.
2: I liked how he touched on about Roman Reigns, comparing him from the promo he did with John Cena up until his up to what his character is like now. I loved all the knowledge and insight on that. I thought it was great. What were your thoughts, Lyle? Different aspects
3: of, of that interview because we usually have guys who are like we had um, John Alba on. We had yeah. uh, we had guys who are more Raj Gary. Gary, we had. I'll say yeah, most of them are are ones who are a fan of the newer style. Where Anthony's a fan of the generation before this, mm-hmm. and it, it's it, it's a great way to listen to how he compares the wrestling from now to then, and really gives a different insight on how these companies, how they've changed, how they've evolved. Like how, talk about how AEW does things compared to Dusty Rhodes' Four and awesome storyline, which is phenomenal. That was a great, great uh, analytical breakdown by him, and I really enjoyed that. It that really did show me, you know, and it's not the first time AEW has done it, where they've done a storyline backwards, where they've done what the last match should have been first. It's I hope that they don't make that a thing they always do in their company, because I think it would have been better to build up to uh, the bloody guts, but...
1: Really quick, before I give my opinion to the comments, Brett Gosling writes, oh god, and then he writes Animal and Hawk, referring to a Legion of Doom. Snug then writes, oh, I do love people cutting promos. I think Anthony could cut a hell of a promo. Bring the heat, bro. Snug writes, Lyle should write for NXT. Don't forget the little people, Lyle, we need ticks." So, yes. Um... In regards to my thoughts on that, I thought Anthony was fantastic. I thought he gave an interesting retrospective to all sides of every brand. And honestly, there were parts that I was very surprised that he gave thumbs up to. And there were parts where he gave thumbs down to. I did expect them to not be a fan of the Pinnacle Inner Circle. And he made me realize it more that they did bum rush it. They sped yeah. through it. Oh, and yeah. they could have maybe waited a little bit longer. And they did not. They needed proper buildup. And they didn't have that. They didn't have any buildup. You're right, Alex. They had no buildup. They, you know, they spent it. And then even at, um, when I went to double or nothing, they had, um, they had them lose the, uh, stadium stampede. It was their, their second match as a group. But when you look at the situation, right, it's almost like, and it's, it's, it's funny, right? Because when we think about stadium stampede, we think about, okay, so if the pinnacle loses, who in the group is going to lose, right? Like Wardlow's a machine. MJF is one of the biggest Spears. shows in the business. And FTR is a, huge, is a is a massive tag team right now in the industry. It's kind of why I feel like Sean Spears is kind of like there. He's there to take the bumps and the losses yeah. for the team because that way there's not the other guys get any heat on them. They could still build those guys because those guys – no disrespect to Sean Spears, and I like Sean Spears a lot. I I like his 10 characters, Ty Dillinger in NXT. I was a big fan of it. It was completely over. Go look at his match against NXT TakeOver Toronto against Bobby Roode. It was a banger opening match. You know what I mean? He had has had great matches, even his match against Cody. Albeit, I didn't think Cody needed to win that match. I think Sean Spears had the right to earn his, his um, moment. He didn't get it, but I mean... That's kind of why Sean Spears is in the group, to keep those guys above water. Um, And then you even looked at – he was honest about New Japan, right? He was very honest about it. He said that um, in a way that you always go back to your bread and butter, like you guys said, Okada should be the way to go. I think it really – in this – this is the first time, and I don't want to speak on on, on Lyle's behalf. I don't want to speak on your behalf either, Alex, but we – We've watched New Japan for a while, but not like many eon amount of years. No, this is really the first time we're watching New Japan where I could really sit there and say, "Man, it's right now." I'm, trying to, with I'm that. trying to figure
3: pandemic out. Really hurt, pandemic really hurts them
1: badly. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how this really uh, this fixes this really fixes their product and everything like that. But I thought it was. You know, he gave great insight. Um, I wanted to get his thoughts on the NWA all-female pay-per-view, but that's all right. We'll get him on another time, and I'll ask about that with Mickey James actually producing that show, I think is really awesome and everything like that. So shout out to her for sure. Well, we still have a lot to get to, so we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we are going to start with some WWE talk, and 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 we talked about it before with Anthony. What are our thoughts on the rumored SummerSlam matches that are coming up with Roman Reigns, versus is John Cena. You're hearing Edge versus Seth Rollins. Bobby Lashley versus, um, versus Brock Lesnar. What are our thoughts on it? I know, like I said, Anthony gave his. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about NXT. We'll get to, we'll get to the release superstars. We still have AEW that we have to get to. Dynamite had a really good show. Um, Jungle Boy, like we said, getting the girl, but also having a match of his life with Kenny Omega. And then we'll get into some, I know, MLW stuff that Alex is going to touch on later on. And then... By that point, it'll probably be time right, for our finishing moves, so stick with us right here. This is Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. It is it, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
0: Radio, Network. Radio, Network. Radio Network. This is the worst town I've ever been. is here now welcome back to off the mat with alex slows josh silverberg and lyle
1: gillen yes 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 we are back ladies and gentlemen we are the only wrestling talk show here on the worldwide sports radio <laughs> network of course, literally
3: now this is gone
1: well <laughs> yeah i mean you know i'm your host josh silverberg with me of course my co-host alex slows lyle gillen and, of course, helping producers, as always, we love them. Speedy Petey joining us every Tuesday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, I will say this. There is a lot of WWE news that we are going to get into, and there were more releases uh, this week. Alex, I know you have it. Do you have the names yes, I do. of the people that So I
2: have Fondango, Killian Dane, Tyler Tyler Breeze, August Gray, Aria Davari, Tony Neese, The Hollywood Boys. Tanil Singh and Samira Singh, Marina Schaefer, Artoa Ruas, Kurt Stallion, and ever Scott Parker, and Shane Matthews. And WWE also released a new writer, Keenis Mowgli. So... That's a good fun talking about. She's the lady that said she knows nothing about wrestling. So,
3: Bobby Lashley's name was actually Bobby Ashley. Knew she messed it up, but didn't know what it actually was. And... I don't know. Like, that was such a bad look, and it confirmed everything that their writers don't actually know anything about wrestling. It just proved everything.
2: But, Josh, I got to ask you about these releases. Which one shocked you the most? Because to, to me, Killian Dane shocked me the most. I did. That was the one. That was out of left
1: field. I yeah. didn't think they
2: were going to release it. I that. would say
1: that one. And honestly, one that I thought was really, really, really. um... I thought that was, you know, because they were really starting to grow. They had their own, um, also their own show. It can end up with Ever-Rise. I enjoyed yeah. ever They were really a very popular team. And to me, I mean, look, Fandango and Tyler Breeze, I knew one day they were going to get released. But the thing mm-hmm. is, they are so uber-talented, the two of them, that they are going to, I think, be good, whether they maybe go to Impact or they go to Ring of Honor and they do something like that. Um, to me it was I mean those are really the shocking ones I think was Killian Dane and I would say Ever-Rise because Ever-Rise's popularity on their internet show was awesome. Um and and it was Killian, really Killian, Dane,
2: Killian Dane had a lot going for him. They were gonna yeah, move yeah. him over to be with with Imperium, and then it just kind of fell off and nothing really happened there. And that that was disappointing for me as a wrestling fan, because I really wanted to see Killian Dane go far and they just missed the boat on it.
1: I mean it just didn't make any sense to me why they do that. Lyle, what were your thoughts on which ones really show Um I'm trying to look at,
3: look up his name and pronounce it correctly. Uh but you you did say Rojas.
1: Arturo
2: Rojas.
3: Yes. He's gonna be very good. I was to about some Aval shows. He is talented. He has a very physical style. I think he he would be a guy who um he would fit good in a complex like AEW. Um I think he could do very well in Ring of Honor. Uh I think, I think he'll probably... he's used to do MMA, so I don't know. Maybe he'll go back to MMA. Uh, but no, I think he'll be a, a, a cool addition to the AEW roster because he's a guy... Ideally, you know, I had this fantasy on break and I wish I thought about it about an hour and a half earlier. I could have asked Anthony. What if at one point they split up in a circle and they had Andrade, Conan, uh power and Powerful, and i was thinking about that and then i you said Rujas's name I a he would be perfect in that group he's a mma style fighter he's a very physical fighter in uh in wrestling and i think it would it would have been a great addition to a, a group like that i think he he could definitely go somewhere and uh i enjoyed when, when i saw him in uh evolve
2: i agree he he definitely is a physical type wrestler you can just see how well he's how great he is at taking people to the mat, working on people and just dissecting the body. And he's very, very good at submissions and his uh, MMA style. So I think that's definitely something that can be used in any promotion.
1: Snug writes, yay, Speedy, because, you know, giving Speedy a shout out. But (laughs) let's get into um, what we got into a little bit with the SummerSlam stuff. So the top three rumored matches are, again, as we said, Roman Reigns, John Cena, Edge and Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Now, I posted on Twitter that that would be a very – that would be an awesome banger three-headed main event if they could pull that off, if they could do that. And I think that would be perfect for WWE. It would be awesome. I mean, that would – I mean, Edge Edge Rollins, I I think Anthony hit it around the head, and I would have said the same thing. That's a a steal-the-show type of match. That's a possible match of the year type of – way to go because when you look at the two styles of them, they mesh extremely well together. I mean, this is a story, guys, that has gone back years before mm-hmm. this. I remember where Rollins was going to hit Edge in the neck with the chair. He was going to step on him, and John Cena was out there trying to stop him, and then he, he, you know, Rollins back to bring back,
2: a, the, goes, bring back the, author- the
1: authority. Yeah, so I mean when you look at the whole thing, so guys, when you, and listen, you know my piece on Brock and Bobby. I think it should absolutely happen. I think they should let that go. Let those two it's go. Been rumored for years. They But the thing is, not a lot of people want to work with Brock. Bobby is one of the few that wants to do it. Like, I don't understand why the, this is like a type of match that I think you would think Vince would say, Oh my God, this would be perfect. We need to do this. Like, I don't understand. It could why. be a
2: blockbuster match for SummerSlam
1: by it's far. Bob, but, what are your thoughts when you hear those three matches? Um,
3: Edge Rollins. I, I I need that to happen. Uh, Cena reigns. I think it'll be another classic thing that WWE does, which is a, bit, a, bit, a bigger moment
1: than actual match. Still a draw, though. I mean, yeah. those two names. Um,
2: uh, Rocky Rocky. Rock
3: doesn't do that much for me. Not as much as the other two. Um, And I don't know why, to be honest. I enjoy Lashley. I enjoy Brock. Seeing them together
1: doesn't make me,
3: woo, yay.
1: I mean, I don't know. Like, I get excited about it because when I look at them, Bobby is one of the very few guys that if he faced Brock, their styles mesh well together because they were, you know, both MMA fighters and you look at the st- and you look at the size of the two, the styles that they have, Bobby is one of the few guys that I think can actually go toe to toe with Brock and they can make it look realistically a good match. Whereas you put in with a guy like Braun Strowman, who's just a big dude. The Big Show is just a big dude. You put in with Daniel Bryan and, and uh, AJ Styles, who are smaller dudes that still were good, but smaller dudes, it's not realistic. No. You know, you oh, put – Well, has Bobby, shown he has better matches. better with smaller guys. Yes, he has. Yes. But Bobby's kind of not a big guy or – he's on like the – he's just the – medium-sized regular guy that I think is just very muscular that I think when you look at their styles, they are both MMA fighters. Mm-hmm. And I think Bobby would be so motivated to really do well with this match. Alex, what are your thoughts on these three matches? Which one do you like? Are you most excited for? And why do you think it would work?
2: I think the one I'm excited about the most is Edge versus Seth Rollins. That's a big, big dream match that I've been waiting for for a long time. I said it back a couple years ago when they had the, uh, the authority the authority gimmick and put Edge around and involved in the storyline. I said, hey, one day these guys are going to go toe to toe and they are going to they are it's gonna be an exciting match.' It's, it's gonna be in front of like thousands and thousands of people and they're gonna blow it out of the water.
1: I just think when you have somebody that's motivated to work with Brock, I think if you're Vince, you have to take advantage of that, because let's just be real here. Look at when John Moxley or a time Dean Ambrose worked with Brock. Brock had no motivation. He didn't feel it. Didn't want to deal with it. And damn, Mox was the same way. He's like, ah, eh, screw it. I don't care then. And he knew the match was gonna suck, because neither one of them are motivated. I feel like, I feel like Bobby would motivate Brock because they're both former MMA fighters with the same style of wrestling maneuvers. And he knows that Bobby's wanted this match for a while. That I think it would draw enough to really get people excited about it. And let's let's be real here: Raw needs a kick in the ass. Yeah, they really. They do. need that's, that's and an Bobby needs a kick in the ass opponent. Now he does. Not saying that Drew. Listen, Bobby and Drew had a very good match at WrestleMania. They had a very good match at WrestleMania. They had a very good match when they did Impact. The problem is when you do it over and over and over again. And I love Drew as much and as draw. anybody. And I agree with Anthony. I thought it was so unfair how they just completely dropped the ball with Drew. The guy carried your brand during an, an empty arena pandemic. Didn't get to win the title in front of a live crowd at all. Didn't get his moment that he worked his ass off to get back to in the indies. And then that's they repay him by, okay, you're going to be at WrestleMania. MVP is going to interfere and you're going to lose. Congratulations. Welcome back to the live crowds again. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, if you're Drew, you have to be seen. So, I was your champion in the empty arena for a year and you repay me by giving me that. And for those that say that the Royal Rumble was his moment. No, 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 the Royal Rumble is completely different than winning a championship at WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar. Let's. It's night and day the two differentiations of that are. It's not even close. They don't even snip each other. Win the robot was great. To win a heavyweight championship. I mean, we were at we were at um WrestleMania 35 when Rollins beat Brock and MetLife Stadium went nuts when that happens. And you get that moment of when that happens, to get that win at WrestleMania. That was taken away from Drew. Now like I said, I think Listen, I think and Edge obviously is the best match, right? Like that's the best match out of the three. Yeah. Reigns seen as the one that has the best opportunity to have the storied telling kind of situation like Hogan Hogan Rock. Um you know uh who else uh, hogan mcmahon um awesome mcmahon i don't know what other historic ones that we've had hogan andre things like that you have that oh, this is an opportunity where you kind of have that feature of icon versus you know it's kind of like with the rock and hogan like the rock hogan was an icon the rock was kind of an icon already but not fully, 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 I don't think, immersed into what he is today, right? Because like, now the world knows who The Rock is. Everybody knows who The Rock is. I mean, he's the most – he's the highest paid actor in, in the world. I mean, he <laughs> – I mean, it's – it's it's you all know what he is. I mean, it's crazy that – but I don't know. Bobby Brock is something I've been wanting to see for the last few years.
3: You know I don't like the, those t- type of matches where it's just two big, giant guys –
1: yeah, but they, I understand, they do
3: the same but, style every single time WWE. No, but that's
1: the thing. though, no, They're or, both MMA fighters. If they can utilize that that structure where they can utilize the MMA style WWE, in those moves, then it will work. work. They're not going to do that. It's oh, WWE. Let, they let,
3: move. Let they move.
1: No,
3: I agree fear, with you. Fear, fear,
1: no, and I agree with you. That's what it comes down to. It, it, it all comes down to how listen, we thought Shinsuke Styles was going to be a banger at wrestling yeah, was crap. Stopped. It was that was, it was terrible. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like like that's the thing. But the thing is I just I mean, we were talking with Anthony about it. I even Anthony said it. Boy, it's gonna take a lot for WWE to screw this up when you have these three headline they matches. Will. They will. And they could. Yeah they could and that just scares me. And
2: that's that's oh, that's the big issue there. That's what really startles me.
3: So Josh, do you think it'll be like WrestleMania twenty nine where they take the last the big giant three matches, put nothing no, else to on the card, and put right the that?
1: <laughs> no. Well I had to awesome. ask him,
3: it's his favorite WrestleMania, WrestleMania twenty nine oh, time.
1: Listen, I love the WrestleMania thirty five going with Lyle and again, but again, oh. I mean look, WrestleMania twenty to me was was awesome. I mean that was I look at the card. John Cena oh, was in or the
0: crew to, were there
1: No I went to, dude re, let's be real here mm-hmm. John Cena on. made his WrestleMania debut I was at John Cena's WrestleMania debut
2: Wow that's crowd went nuts messed. when when,
1: when pretty... came on when wow. came on I mean that was you know to me when when when, they, when the song came on and it went Word Life the the whole MSG went nuts
3: can we just get a a Josh in live in concert right here on off the mat?
1: No, you not I, it, yeah, I mean it's gonna get come on,
3: second again, word life. Oh no 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 no
1: of, no no I do have the DVD, the word life DVD. I, I was a massive John Cena fan when he what?
3: I have the song on my Spotify. That's about I, like, I was
1: a massive John Cena fan when he was the Thug and Omics character. Only
3: do it so let's go. Lean out. come on. Please say we to only do duets. Me and you, Alex. Come on, on the count of three. One, two, Come on,
1: three.
3: Word life!
1: life! life! Word of life! Word of life! life! of ball Word of life! 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 I We're mean, totally
3: not barks by the way, like, um, so <laughs> we just broke out singing the same songs.
1: Yeah, I know, Jinx. Um, so let's get, I mean, let's get into it now. I mean, I guess we have to get to some AEW talk. I mean. Mm-hmm. And whatever we get to now, and we'll finish it and when we get back as well, and then we'll do uh, – Alex is going to do our AEW stuff. What is Speedy say? Alex has to sing for his finishing now because he didn't sing with you guys. I'm 100% on board that Yeah, Yeah, sing. you have to. Like, he doesn't – like, he doesn't join in. No. <laughs> Mr. Personality over here. Yeah, like, holy Moses, man. Like, dude, like, my God. Oh, I'll say what Brett Brett Goldstein loves is when I say, oh, God, he likes when I say that. I don't know why, but he does. (laughs) (laughs) He gets excited. Oh, really? I I work with Brett at at my job, and Brett goes to me. He, Brett goes to me. Don't say poor guy to him. Say poor guy to me. I do God's work working with him. So, no, I do. You have no idea.
3: Have you ever met yourself? what? What? Have you ever met yourself?
1: Yeah, I think I'm a wonderful person actually, but I mean, maybe Jeff doesn't think so. But I know I. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <clears throat> pretty much, what were what were our thoughts on the um, on the main event? I was actually weird because I actually got to watch. I was at my parents' house that night, and I got to watch it. My dad set up a TV, he has a TV outside, so I actually got to watch that match outside on his deck, which was pretty cool. And my dad has my dad really doesn't watch wrestling that much and he's like this is a good match and he goes oh that's he said what uh Anthony said he goes oh that's Luke Perry because he, he said yeah I, I said the name that's that's Jack Perry he goes you' little related to Luke Perry and I said yeah and he goes oh that's his cat's cool he goes that's pretty cool but it was to me that was one of the better matches yeah, that, yeah that was by far I like
3: I could picture your dad singing exactly like that,
1: too. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> His facial <laughs> expression.
2: I was going to say, that that probably had to be one of the best AEW main events we've seen in a while. I mean, it was close back and forth. There was a lot of action in the ring, even out on the floor. I mean, the fans came alive with it. The fans loved it. They were into Great it crowd. all the way through. Great, Great crowd. crowd.
3: I have to say that was probably the best... Main event since Omega versus Phoenix. I
2: don't know if you agree with me. No, I absolutely agree with you. They they tore it no, up. I think that's out, right?
1: fair. Well, wait, no. oh, back up. to Lucha Brothers. Back
2: up. There, were definitely a
3: lot of dumb buck main events. I'm trying to think.
1: No, don't. You hurt yourself. I see your head melting.
3: <laughs> I'm melting.
1: It. Stop it. That's gonna upset Smug. Don't do that.
3: So, <laughs> so what do you think? What Young Buck matches main event? I'm trying to remember. That match with, with uh Pock and and uh Fenix Phoenix was Phoenix. Uh, that opened. Phoenix, yeah, opened. I I know they had a lot of matches for a well, while. I remember they
1: were when they open. did have a main event. I mean,
3: they usually opened up in the, the
1: good middle. Brothers? No, they didn't. Like they didn't team with the Good Brothers. Usually, sure? was it? Wasn't it the Good Brothers? And oh no, but Nick wasn't there.
3: Oh, no, it was the Good Brothers and Kenny versus Moxley and the Young Bucks. But that match was not that great.
1: No, it wasn't.
2: It was a mess. It was all over the place. No, no, no. But, it, the
3: match I itself was, say, wasn't, wasn't, was, wasn't good. But the heel turn at the
1: end, I thought it was good. I mean, I would say, again, it was the Good Brothers and Matt, but Nick wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't count. It was when it did, the Good Brothers and Matt were the tag team. Their face, really did they face? Half buck. Yeah, but the. Uh, it was
3: Eddie Kingston, Park, and uh,
1: Pentagon. I believe. Yes. You're right. I mean, I thought it was. And again, I mean, John Alba brought it up on our anniversary show a few weeks ago, where he said what makes Kenny Omega matches exciting is the near fall finishes that Kenny turns yeah. it, like, perfectly. But I gotta tell you, Jungle Boy was nailing that, that account as well. Yeah. And you see it, and it's really something when um when you when you saw those two, and we knew it was gonna be a grip match. We all did. I mean, if you didn't, then you're nuts, and clearly you don't watch enough AEW and you don't watch the styles that these two have. I mean, it's the perfect combo to have these guys. And then it was kind of cool because you kind of got the interferences, right? Like you got the
2: Good brother is trying to go Good out. Good brother is trying
1: to come out. Yeah. And Aaron and Lucha yeah. And, and, yeah. The, and the Lucha. Uh, no, Luchasaurus. Lucha Jurassic Express and came the Lucha. out. You know, Jurassic Express came out. And we're helping as well. And a- I'm, I'm waiting family. for the day. And the Jurassic somebody, Express.
3: I'm waiting for the, the day that somebody kills uh, Marco Stunt. Not literally, but someone like hits him and he's flying. Like when uh, Keith Lee and Cole and he went like 10 feet. Oh, yes, please.
1: I this to see if that- just, just tore Alright, you're not going <laughs> to like this, I'm going to tell you something. If Braun Strowman made his debut and did the... the, the oh my god, I think he would legitimately... Does he, he get
2: fired Marcos afterwards?
1: I don't know, but I think he would legitimately kill Marco Stunt.
3: Does Braun get fired afterwards? Big part of the scenario.
1: Not sure. I don't if know. If he does, then yes, bring him in. I've heard that some people think that they're interested in him.
3: They're more interested in Tommy yet.
1: That's fine by me. I don't care.
3: Yeah, I'm okay with
1: that. Well, I mean, I don't care. You want to make him a part... Of, you want to make Alistair Black a part of it, which is not going to be called Alistair Black. It's, no, he'll be Tommy End. Yeah, which is fine.
3: That yeah. was that's, that's the name that got him over in the first place. That got him to WWE.
1: Yes, but... um, Alright, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get more into Dynamite this week. We're going to jump base on it. We're going to get to other things that these guys liked a lot about it. We're going to get to some MLW. We'll get into our finishing move. And then maybe we'll get to hear Alex sing at the end of the show. So stay tuned with us. We will. We will. talk to you right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Off the mat. We will be right back. It is it, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
0: Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. Are you ready? Yeah. Welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Slows, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen, for the last half of Off the Mat right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, joining you every single Tuesday night from eight to ten PM Eastern Standard Time, of course with Alex Slows and Lyle Gillen, of course producing it as always. Appreciate it. Speedy Petey. I'm Josh Silverberg. So. We have a little bit of time left in the show. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to a little bit more of AEW. So I'll start with Lyle first on this one. Lyle, who was – what was something that you really stood out to you on Dynamite this week that you're excited for, maybe that they're going into next week? The
3: Cody promo. A hundred percent. I want them to bring back – have LAX for that because Cody came out to the LAX scene. I want Conan to be their manager. Yes. If if they separate from Inner Circle, and I want them to be LAX. Yes. I want it. They, they it, didn't LAX him.
4: Give me what I want.
1: Right.
4: Give me no, what I want.
1: What are you gonna have? To... I
4: want. Give
2: it to me.
1: Well, now you're gonna have that spit coming out of your mouth like Batista, <laughs> and then you gonna get, you're get... You, you, Give me what I want. It's like you forgot what he had to say, Batista. He you did. Know, he what, did. He there. forgot yeah, to know, say. He, know what he over did over and over again. But I was like, "Give
3: <laughs> it to me when I want on repeat." It's
1: funny because it was one of the better promos. That was why it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought
3: it was so funny because it was so bad.
1: No, I know. That's why I said it was one of the better promos because it was so funny. <laughs> oh, dude, the promo was awful. Was oh funny. yeah, it was one line on repeat. Uh, Alex, what is? something you liked this past week on Dynamite.
2: So the match between Matt Sydal and Dante Martin, I was really into this match and I I was happy to see Matt Sydal pick up his first win because when for the last couple months he's been on a losing streak and they haven't really pitched him very well. They haven't really put him up put him up on the stage as a top wrestler and now I think they're going to start doing that because Matt Sydal Evan Bourne is a talented, talented guy. This is a guy that can move around the ring. He can fly. He can take to the air. He can he can take you down to the mat. He can walk into a mission. Evan Bourne. Who's Evan Bourne? Who's that guy? He's the guy in WWE who died. No. Matt Seidel. Yep. Uh, no. I, I know oh,
1: that. I don't know. Oh, that guy. I knew who he was, Alex. I'm just messing with you. Matt Seidel. <laughs> I, I actually met Matt Seidel when he. So did we. He's, we he's a trainer.
2: He's a trainer at WWN school in Florida.
3: I have to say, I know why you and Josh get along so well. It's because every week you guys say the same stories. It's either I have met Blink on a, a school <laughs> somewhere in Florida, or Josh going, you know, I was at WrestleMania 20, or, you know, I'm I a big Sting guy. He's, like, He's the best. I'm All a right, big a spin let's let's I'm a guy. What's up?
1: Let's hear straight from you. It's not my fault you went to one of the worst WrestleMania's in history. I can't help that. I wouldn't brag about it.
3: (laughs) You know what? At least I talk about something different every week, okay?
1: Yeah. So what do you have this week?
3: Well, I can't talk about the Islanders this week, so...
1: Oh, well, so you see. So what else is there that's interesting?
3: Trevor Bauer is getting investigated for assaulting a woman.
1: Which, again, continues to show how great of a character he is as a douche. (laughs) But... I, I, I'm with Lyle on this one in regards to the whole Conan thing. The moment that they put those two together, and by the way it, it was, I understood what they were trying to do with how they grew up kind of the same white FTR and proud and powerful. No, they didn't. No. <laughs> no, they didn't. One grew up in the South, the other one grew up in, in the Bronx. No, they didn't. <laughs> I said, I said, Conan is going to school the crap out of Tully Blanchard in this debate. It's not even close. I love the one FTR was like, yes, yes, we, you know what? We're very alike. We grew up in the same style when we were going. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You, you did Listen, uh, I can tell you this right now. I have friends of mine that teach in the Bronx. You didn't grow up in the Bronx. FTR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't. <laughs> Don't I, could, up the Bronx, trust I laughed. I I laughed my ass off when that's so that My dad was born in the Bronx, and we were watching it together. And my dad goes, "My dad goes, where are these FTR guys from?" I said, "I think they're from like the Carolinas." But dad goes, "What?" He goes, "He's telling me that they grew up in it." No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't grow up to get in the same <laughs> <place>. <laughs> No, they didn't. Nope. Listen, not disrespecting where they grew up. I'm just saying, like, one is a very different style of how you're raised. The other one is, like, literally, like, just pure violence on the streets. Mm-hmm. And you have to fend for yourself. Like, maybe we're FTR. I'm not, listen, I'm not discrediting FTR. No, voting. they said
3: they're from Chicago.
1: What? They
3: said they're from Chicago. They're... That's a little bit on
1: the same page. No, FKR's not. Oh, if they're from Chicago? Oh, yeah, that's a – well, that, 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 now you're yeah. talking. But just, I think they're from what, South they, Carolina? That, make,
3: that, that makes the Bronx look like this.
1: Uh, pretty close. I don't know. I mean, the Bronx is still pretty bad. <laughs> you will,
3: we'll make this a thing on the website for Worldwide Sports. will be a vote. Uh, you have one minute to answer the question. What's worse, Chicago or the Bronx? Very original
1: idea, I think. How about this? What's worse, going to Chicago or going to St. Louis? Oh, that's right. AEW's having their next two pay-per-views there. (laughs) How wonderful. (laughs) What a great freaking idea. I mean, come on now. I mean, let's be real here. Um, So I want to ask, actually, you guys this. And I'll start with you first. In regards to Proud and Powerful, do you see them disbanding from Inner Circle sooner than later? Because it just, I kind of get that vibe. It feels like that they're going to distance themselves. Yeah, it really does. And I think they should. I've told Lyle this for the last year now. I said it, Proud and Powerful. I think I told you this. Proud and Powerful are going to be the tag team they need to be. I there's no point in them being in the inner circle. Uh, Yeah,
3: I I agree. They have to go off in their own direction.
1: I mean, I think it's just. it, It really comes down to the point of they're too talented. I mean, their match with the Lucha Brothers for the Impact Tag Team Championships is one of the best tag team matches in Impact, including TNA history. You can go back and watch it. And F- what FTR said is it's not wrong. They were here for less than a year. They won the AEW Tag Team Championships. Prime Powerful have been here for, what, two and a half, three years now? They haven't yeah. won anything. No. I think they only had, like, one shot at the belts. One. Yeah, Name no. yeah. One. I mean, it's it's really kind of sad because they came in hot. They came into the point. Play- I mean, they, they they came into the Young Bucks Lucha Brothers tag team match. I think it was only one. I think, or maybe two. Yeah. But no, even
3: Young, it's not a lot. No, no, no. I'm thinking of two because they faced Young Bucks right after they yeah, came. Yeah, but to even so, years.
1: is being they were that's not a lot. No, it's not. Not, and, and oh, it could be. I mean, it's. It, they came in. I was at your house when we were watching All Out, Lyle. and when they came in, and they beat the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. After the, the latter match it was an, it was an epic, crazy match, and I was like, now they're in the Inner Circle, and then they're making Ortiz. No, no,
3: no, they didn't have Inner Circle back. No, they didn't
1: have it, but they eventually, they eventually joined uh-huh. them, and they um, made they made Ortiz put this tongue out like. I mean, they're making them look –
3: They don't make them do that. They do that on their own. you sure about that? This isn't WWE.
1: I don't know. It was kind of like, why are they doing this to these guys? These guys didn't do this at all in Impact. They were tough, hard-nosed with Eddie Kingston there as their manager and Conan there. They're just – this is what it means to be. Even if you don't give them Conan, even if you give them – which they're not going to, Eddie Kingston's going to stay with that that triangle – but if you give them one of those two to go back to their roots of what they were at impact to make them successful, then I think that's the plan they need to go. Because I gotta be honest with you, this listen, the inner circle's done a lot. It's great. A team like Proud and Powerful doesn't need to be in the inner circle. No, it's good for Jericho. Because Jericho's the leader of a group. It's good for Guevara because Guevara's building his character, right? Jake Hager is kind of like stuck in the middle. Who knows? What are doing? And he does these cheesy promos and it's kind of cringe worthy that some of the promos that he does. Um Pride and Powerful doesn't they don't they don't need to be in the group. I've been saying that for the last year. They don't need to be there anymore. Yeah. I actually think they're being held back, being in the inner circle. They could do so much more. And it feels like now they're doing separate interviews. Like Santana's Mm -hmm. showing, they're showing what they were in in, in impact. That's what they're doing. It doesn't feel like they're part of the inner circle anymore. Now there's obviously, of course, they're still a part of it, but it just doesn't feel like to me that they're really a part of the group anymore. What are your, Lyle, what's your thoughts on what I said?
3: I fully agree. I think that the beginning of the separation of the inner circle is beginning. But if we that is happening, why didn't they break them up at double or nothing?
2: Alex, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think, I I think proud and powerful. I didn't
1: agree. have to answer it. I I agree. I mean, I, it's, it's you no. took it my face. I mean, I agree. Alex, yeah, I feel about?
2: like proud, proud, proud and powerful needs to go. They need to go their own way. They need to build up as a tag team and get back to the rightful spot that they deserve because for. We have not seen them as a tag team alone in a while, and I think uh, I think AEW needs that and the fans. They're one they- of the
1: best tag teams in the world. They don't need to be in the inner circle. No, they do not. They need it- to move away from the inner circle. Yes, yes. They don't need to be a part of it anymore. It's done. It did its purpose. Move but on.
3: I like that. Yeah, put Conan, LAX, Andrade together again. I think that'd be great.
1: I think it'd be awesome. All and, right, I'm excited for the MLW update. Go for it, man. And then you're going to sing. I'm going to sing. Yeah, we're giving you your own segment here, so you got to sing after. We're
3: going to so, do a little
2: song and like, introduce it. Like. So MLW <laughs> Battle Riot 3 is taking place at the ECW Arena 2300 Arena. And surprisingly, this event is sold out. This arena is sold out for this show. And one of the surprises that I caught on Instagram was the suplex assassin, Alex Kane. This is a guy who's wrestled all around the Florida wrestling industry and in different parts of the United States. This guy is a second American top team fight team member to join the riot. He's making his debut in this 40-man in this main event battle riot match. And I'm looking forward to it. I think he's going to be one of the guys... That goes up against Mads Kruger of the uh, of um I forget what of Contra I think he I think size and strength and ability in this match is definitely going to show off for Alex Kane and it's definitely going to help him in the match. But I also, if you guys ca- caught this on Twitter, I I named four picks to win the ML, MLW Battle Riot Riot three in Philly this year, and number one was my boy Gino Medina. There he uh,
1: is, Gino
2: freaking... Gino Gino Gino, Gino! 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 So, I really think he's the guy who is going to steal that the show. The he's going to walk out the winner he, with his head held high. I think he definitely needs it. He needs to win this match because the winner gets a world heavyweight title shot anywhere, anytime. So, it could be a couple months from now. It could probably be right after... The MLW Bell Riot Show, it, and Josh, I want to get your thoughts on the names introduced here oh. that I picked for my 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 list from one to four. Which one catches which one catches your eye the most? Uh, Gina Medina, Alex Hammerstone, Myron Reed, or uh, King Mertes?
3: Hammerstone.
1: Hammerstone and Reed. Yes. I agree. Hammerstone. Hammerstone and Reed. is as talented as can be. I think yeah. you no know, offense, MLW. I think he's actually gonna. Broaden his horizons and go somewhere else. Well, it's like big that's money. That's cool. and, and Myron Reed is awesome. If you see the skills that he has inside the ring, I really have gotten to appreciate what he does. But it's easily his Hammerstone. Uh, absolutely,
2: because there's um, 40, there's forty wrestl- there's forty wrestlers named in this match, and I'm just going to go through a few of them. Alex Hammerstone, Maize Kruger, Ross Von Eric, Marshall Von Eric, TJP, Calvin Tankman's in it. Gino Medina. And- Alex, Alex,
3: you can list as many names as you want.
2: Zensky. He's still going to have to sing. I will. Boku down. Savio <laughs> Dav- Ve- Vega uh, from the WWF when it was called the WWF. Savio
1: Vega's in this match?
2: Yes, he is. He's oh,
1: dead. No. King, King I can't <laughs> And
2: then, uh, then we have Richard Holiday, the Caribbean champion, is in it. Actually, he also has a singles match against King Murtis in for the Caribbean Heavyweight Championship. He will be putting his title on the line. He will be defending the title in this match. And then we have a bunkhouse brawl: Von Erichs versus Team Filthy. I cannot wait for that one. I think that's gonna match. That's gonna be the match that steals the whole show because this, 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 this story, this whole idea with the Von Eriks going up against team filthy has been building up for months and someone, someone is walking out the winner. I, I honestly think the Von Eric's are going to win. There's without a shadow of a doubt. I
3: agree. I agree. And, uh,
2: the, the, the one, the one person I see winning the 40 men battle riot. Definitely. Definitely. It's going to be close. It's going to be a close match. But Gino Medina or Alex Hammerstone is going to win that match.
1: Well, I want to get to get – I know we talked about this last week, Alex. I know Lyle wasn't here. I wanted to get his thoughts really quick on AEW announcing um, AEW Grand Slam. Um, Dynamite Grand Slam is going to be awesome. Um, What are your thoughts on them announcing this epic because when we talked last, we were I was ranting and I wanted more creativity. Well, they finally... And it's not even because they're coming to New York. It's just this is about as creative as you could get going to the tennis center. I was shocked and excited. I think we all were shocked. Yeah. I mean, it was... That's all you got?
3: I guess you could say they shocked the system.
1: <laughs> ha ha ha. No pun intended. Don, order a diamond in the row. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, that's it, it's time.
1: Alright, yeah, Alex, sing a song.
3: No, I gotta give him proper to the introduction. Da-da-da.
1: It's time for the
3: Alex Rose <laughs> sing-along. <laughs> okay, try. Alex, your song for oh, look today. look at me, I'm not
1: helping you with this, man. Alex, your song, oh, for, song for today. Uh, it's gonna be very, 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 oh, very. Hold on, so it, uh, he's doing it. Oh,
3: no, 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 that's not it. Your song, I'm going to tell you your song.
2: Uh, 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 uh,
3: song. <laughs> you have to sing Judas. That's your song you have to sing.
2: Nah, I like Sami Zayn.
3: Fine, go for it.
2: I already started.
1: Yeah, I you already, already started. You it. Go for it. Go for it again. I already did it. I did it. do it again. Lyle wasn't listening.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. Oh.
1: Oh. Let's go. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, it is time to get to our finishing moves after that wonderful sound. Um, um, oh. Alex, I'll start with you first. So my finishing move
2: is I'm looking forward to the battle riot three at the ECW arena. I think this is going to be MLW's biggest show of the year. Just by reading everything that I've seen on Instagram and social media, as of today, the event is sold out and I cannot believe that. That, like, round of applause for them because they're going to kill it with the show. They're going to knock it out of the park.
3: My favorite move for this wonderful evening, night, same crap, is Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to tell everybody to have a wonderful and safe 4th of July. Remember to celebrate your freedom in this wonderful beautiful country. Mm-hmm. And be thankful for us having wonderful wrestling. That is not WWE because you know that company sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, but no, you know I just want to talk about. It. Please drink responsibly. Um, if you have a couple too much to drink, there's an app called Uber. If you don't know what it is, you live under a rock. So download it and get one, and definitely be safe. We want all of you guys to be able to tune in mm-hmm. next Tuesday alive.
1: That's for sure. My official first, I want to thank Anthony Pirates from uh, wrestling. Yep. Well, Inside for joining us tonight. It was awesome that he was able to be on with us and, and give us so much so much good insight. And like I said, Lyle said it best, you know. Um I have a safe happy fourth of July. It's where I'm wearing the where is it, the American Nightmare shirt. Uh tonight. I have that so, too. It's I have one also. Well, well, you didn't wear it, so screw you, Buttercup. <laughs> um, you had to wear your Walgreens shirt tonight. So there's that. Yeah, I was just, just playing a look. At least you're supporting a local business. So that's I just got off of work. Damn it. You know, you're supporting a local business. That's good for you. That's good for you. <laughs> um, so, I mean, but sure have a great and safe and healthy holiday to both of you gentlemen. Um, first off, what are your plans? Alex, what are you doing on the 4th of July?
2: Oh, I might go to a 4th of July party. Just uh, go around, see, the, uh, probably go to Safety Harbor for a fireworks show because they're doing oh, yeah. Taking the
1: girl with you? Yep, I'm taking her with me. Good for you, man. La, what are you doing? I'm uh, just wiping off. House. What are you doing? I'm a <laughs> I'm
3: the same thing I do every year. Also, this is my a jersey <laughs> of the amazing Ryan Zimmerman who had a big home run yesterday against the New York Mets. Right, Josh?
1: Yeah. What about it?
3: Seeing if you're still paying attention,
1: <laughs> Josh. <laughs> right. kind of, yeah, unless you're Ryan Zimmerman it's a home run. <laughs> In the words of you, I thought he was dead. <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> I did too a couple of years ago.
1: Oh man! Well, his skills died for every little bit. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Um, for me, I'm going to be actually. I'm going to a um, a friend's house for the. He's having a pool party with a barbecue. So wait a minute. Wait, a minute!
3: wait wait a minute! What?
1: You're not going to Errol's? No, I. Well,
3: how dare you uh, not go, go to Errol's? I Arnie. spoke
1: to Errol about it first off. And okay. were plans that we had way in advance. So unfortunately I will, I, I said, I was trying to make it. And then we talked about it. Everything is all good now. And there so is. I'm
3: going to totally do this. So we were, uh,
1: no, you're not. We're not bringing uh,
3: any of this in here.
1: No, <laughs> I want to
3: bust his chops.
1: No, I'm listening. No, We're,
3: we're not. not doing
1: this. We are not doing this, sir. This is not happening. I, you even said fine. We're off limits with this. By Wait. the way, really quick. Don't forget to download our app. Like I said, if you have an iPhone, go to the Apple Store, type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store, type in Worldwide Sports. You can check out our shows, the show schedules, all of our free articles, our content clips of the show. If you want to rewatch or re to something, you certainly can do that. Listen to the audio feed as well if you are driving. WorldwideSportsRadio.com. You can check all that out. It's great, wonderful stuff that we have on there. Um... And don't forget, um, like I said, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope. Alex, you want to uh, promote the website really quick?
2: You can check out the off-format website, our Google website. It is in our Facebook bio and Twitter bio. So I highly recommend checking that link out. We got a lot on that page, including our show archive and our pay-per-view and show schedule. So highly recommend taking a look at all that.
1: For sure. And like I said, uh, next week, all three of us, we will be here on uh, the following week. I will not be here that week. These two are going to kill it. They're going to do a great job. Um, I know you have a special guest, right? We have a guest coming on, Alex. 13. That is
2: Captain Kyle Kidman.
1: Awesome. So I'm sorry to, uh, to Kyle Kidman. I'm not going to be there for that, but I know you guys are going to do a great job. You're going to have an awesome interview for sure. Um, I will do everything. I can to check it out. Like I said, everybody have a safe, speedy, to you as well, man. I'm gonna say will see you tomorrow. But have a happy and healthy Fourth of July to you and your family as well. To all of our fans, listeners, watchers, everything out there, have a very safe, healthy Fourth of July. As Lao said, be safe with drinking and everything like that. Even if you do drugs, I know weed is like legal now, but like just don't drive under the influence, like dead ass. Like be smart. It's really common sense, guys. If you want to keep your job that you have, like don't do something stupid. If you don't want to kill anybody or try to hurt yourself, then don't do that stupid crap. All right. That's simple. Be smart and be appropriate and don't be an asshole. All right, I'll leave it at that. So don't for Alex Close, you know, I didn't go that far. You're not you're not bad. Come on. You're I'm, at least better I'm than pretty life. bad. No, 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 you're not a complete asshole drinking and driving. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what
3: I'm, I'm just an at. asshole in every other manic.
1: Well we know that. So for Alex Lowe's, for Lyle Gillen, for Speedy Petey, for myself, Josh Silver, thank you so much to the fans out there for listening today. Have a happy and healthy 4th of July weekend. Enjoy it. Take care. Have a good night. Enjoy the wrestling this week. AEW's back on Wednesday nights. Thank goodness for that. NXT was tonight. Everything, all that good stuff. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. You're listening to Off The Man on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Kenny Omega, what you have to say. Good night, everyone.
4: I must beat you a Jew. So, say with me now if you know it. Goodbye.
0: And good night. Thank you for listening listening to to Off the 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 Mat on the Worldwide Sports Sports Radio Network. Your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It it, is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.